You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Waystation. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Waystation encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Welcome back to the Waystation. I'm your host, Stephanie. And with me, as always, is Shim. Sup? <laughs> it's me, Shim. Yeah, my last name is Shimolaski. That's why they call me Shim. I actually just when I was trying to find you on Messenger to shoot you a message, I I've just always assumed your last name is C H I M. Yeah, so no. that's what I put in. No, so like I think you have to be a lot more annoying when you pronounce your last name because it's like Shimolaski. <laughs> it's Shimolaski. Uh, boring fact: um, one of the pronunciations is Shimolaski. And I did say that was boring, so you can't tell well, me it wasn't because I, I said it was boring. No, I, I was just thinking like... <laughs> Maluski. But you feel like you're taking a break in between there. Shouldn't it like be one like word altogether? Yeah, I'm like third generation Polish. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know how your name should be pronounced um, from like... What, what, what no. island are you from? Scorsese? <laughs> Sicily. Sorry. Sicily. The family name is D'Amico. Yeah. Yeah. Da Amico. There's an apostrophe. There is an apostrophe. Yeah. And that apostrophe stands for delicious lasagna. And mine has a space. De Ponte. See? Spaces and all this. It's all crazy. But anyway, let's get back on topic here. We're not talking about names. That's not what this show is about. Welcome to the entomology hour. I know, right? (laughs) People are going to like just stop listening. They're going to listen to that intro and be like, oh. Thank you for our uh, sponsors, uh, onegene.com and (laughs) twogene.com. We have... We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> like, yeah, no. It's it's all a line. We do have a sponsor because I brought. It's not really a sponsor. It's not at all. I brought Stephanie a gift because when I go over her house, I'm a raging fucking alcoholic, and I got her <laughs> some Tito's handmade vodka. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. That's because I drank all your wine. Oh, it's like a little tiny. I say it's, it's like an airplane bottle. I know. It's cute. Thank you, Shim. You're quite welcome. Enjoy that. Not with me around because I'll just drink it. <laughs> um. So before we get into our first topic, I, I luckily I'm so glad I have this platform because I've been meaning to do a live video because I actually have like stuff going on right now with um, I, I've been like posting stuff about the last heist for like the last six months. Right. And um, I mean, we have video. I know. Yeah, but it's pointed at me, so it's just garbage. No, it's okay. I'm going to end up doing a live video anyway because a lot of people, I don't know who listens to this and who doesn't and right. whatever. So um, I'm going to be doing like a, a small print run of it that um, will be available at – yes, Dave, you still have to get Damn. me that stuff. It's okay. I'm not – Oh, my I'm, God. Are we talking DVDs here? No. Okay, then. No, I'll I'm, shut I'm up. I'm talking just about keep... my comic book that I – The we Last Heist. We were talking heist. about videos and all of a sudden it's comic books. Okay, Last Heist. Let's talk about that. I'll okay. shut up. I will shut um, up now. So I'm going to do like a small print run here really soon. Um, it'll definitely be at Monroe Comic Con in September. But I wanted to put it out because I'm – well, not only am I supremely proud of it, but, you know, it's been done for a while. But I'm looking at publishers right now and I wasn't sure if I could print it. But it sounds like because it, nobody has picked it up at this point. At this point, I'm allowed to. I can print it. So I'm going to be doing a, a small print run of that. So um, if you're interested in that, I will do a live video at some point and give you details on how to get it before cool. Monroe Comic Con. So that's exciting. And then the trade for Psychopath will be out as well for um, Monroe Comic Con. And I should have it beforehand. So again, if you want it and you don't want to wait to Monroe, just uh, get a hold of me. I wouldn't say The Last Heist is your best work yet, but only because I haven't read the whole thing, but it might be your best work yet. But (laughs) not going to lie, this isn't just friend fawning. I'm pretty psyched for the psychopath trade because it's going to be great. Yeah, the new cover is – it's really cool. I'm I'm really excited and I have – somebody's working on it with me right now and I have a a foreword by a friend and fellow comic book writer, um, 
slash publisher who I don't know if I'm not going to announce him yet because I, I want to talk to him and make sure, you know, it's okay that I do it at this point. But I'm really excited to have him doing the forward for me. So it'll be really cool. Well, that's cool. And it's finally happening. Um, it took me like six months to get my shit together. <gasps> I know most of the, uh, most of the, most of the artwork was done by Paul Gorey. Is the, uh, trade cover by him? Someone no, I, else? Can I we actually, talk about that? Um, yeah. Give me two seconds. And oh I yeah. Can... I'll give you all the seconds you need. Let's, let's, um, let's pull I, this up. There's a, a Facebook group um, that kind of like connects like writers and artists. And mm-hmm. I went there to look for a cover artist because I was like, I wanted something different. You know, it's a trade. Cool beans. You know, I didn't want to, even though I love the covers, Paul's covers are amazing. Um, and the first cover Paul didn't do was by, um, Carlos Vilas. And I love that one too. That is but, a good um, cover. I mean, they're all good covers, but that one is, is, is pretty iconic for, for your first issue. Um, Which is not a bad idea. Yeah. So I, I it's going to take me a second because I just archived the email. So oh um, well, while you're pulling it up, let's talk about let's talk about Psychopath. If you're not familiar with Psychopath, <laughs> Psychopath is Stephanie's entry into comic books. It is a um, slightly, let's say, intelligent look at because she does have background in schooling into the psychology of uh, sociopaths, psychopaths, murderers. And it's basically a series of stories (laughs) about people who make very bad decisions and what happens to them as a result of those. I think that's fair. Yeah. There's more to it than that, obviously. But if you haven't read it, you should read it because it's pretty good. I liked him. I liked him. (laughs) If I say I don't like my own stuff, is that, you know. No, you can hate your own Um, stuff. That would be weird. I can't find it right now and I'm not going to. All right. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But it's going to look great. And um, we should be looking forward to this. I'll do a preview. Um, I'll throw out a newsletter and I'll do a preview of the cover before it comes out. That sounds good. Yeah. Also, um, we haven't done a scapegoat press newsletter in a while, but we I think we have one that that should be coming out soon. Yeah, we just have so, to uh, hit do us the finishing up, touches. Uh, Facebook.com slash scapegoat press if you want to get on that mailing list. And uh, we will be sending out some stuff pretty soon. Yes. Wow, we just made like the first 15 minutes about stuff that I, that's actually like my work, which is, I'm so weird. I'm so used to talking about other people's right. stuff on this show. <laughs> but I just figured, why the heck not? Well, it's all my fault. I'm just pimping you. No, Sorry. that's not, I, I'm not going to complain. And um, if you want to purchase, um, these single issues of Psychopath 1, 2, and 3, you can go to stephaniemenard.com and there's a shop on there and I will mail them to you and it'll, that's how that works. So <laughs> it's really simple. Uh, she will it, right. hand press them into right? <laughs> velvety soft USPS envelopes. And I actually do have, I have a huge box of envelopes. I, was like, I swear to God, I was waiting for a boob joke, boob joke there from him. <laughs> I really was. He, you know, he missed his moment. I know. I feel <laughs> no, like that's the story of Shim's life. I, <laughs> well, I mean, that that being true, um, titties. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> and now for something a little bit different. Yeah. Um. So I found this really cool article on Ranker.com. Well, um, and it's, it's. I don't believe you because it's on Ranker, but anyway. Well, I think it's interesting because I'm obsessed with The Office. I actually, like, I watch it every night before I go to sleep. It helps me because I've seen it so many times that it actually helps me to go to sleep. So I've seen every season, I got it like a dozen times or more. I know that it sounds like a kind of sad, but you know what? I just really like the show, okay? Don't judge me. So there's an article that I found that has some fan theories that I wanted to talk about. I know The Office has not been on. For a really long time, this is kind of dated, but oh well. <laughs> um, I was watching some recent episodes, though, and it actually was on long enough. And this is where time starts to feel kind of weird. They actually make, like, Game of Thrones references in it. Multiple Game of Thrones references in it, which is ongoing right now. So either Game of Thrones has been on for a really long time or The Office really isn't that old. So go ahead. Tell us <laughs> tell us your Office theories. Well, they're not mine. This is from, again, an article on Ranker.com. The The first fan theory is that Crad, or Creed Branton sorry, isn't really Creed Branton. And we know this, actually, yeah. to be a fact, I feel like. And this is how they describe it. Um, basically, in, in one episode, he states that he transfers all of his debt to an account under the name William Charles Schneider. And then in another one, another episode, he says that uh, the last guy who who stole from him yes. was never seen again, and his name was For Creed, Creed Bratton. Bratton. <laughs> so the theory is that 
he really is like he's William uh, C. Schneider. And after a man named Creed Bratton stole from him, he killed him and took his name. And they make so many references to him being like a so like a psychopath. Like the one Halloween episode where he's just got like the blood splashed over oh. him, and he's like, "Thank God, oh, it's Halloween, thank God," or something right. like that. Oh <laughs> like so, Creed is just amazing because I feel like there's a sentence you don't hear very often in life. Yeah, Creed yeah, right? is just amazing. Right. There's there's <laughs> there's so little done with him, but every moment is is beautiful. Like the whole one where they're like. We just put a potato on his desk to see if he needed it, mm-hmm. and he's just eating the fucking potato like yeah. it was an apple. Like, like every Creed moment is like perfectly sculpted just to be completely bizarre. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it, he's he's a pretty fun character, and like he's a um like a pretty popular musician in real life. He, you know, he's yeah. he's a known guy, and I I didn't know this until I watched. The I show. mean, he's no B J Novak, but still B J Novak. <laughs> well, nobody knew who B J Novak was until The Office. I don't think. I think that was kind of like you know. Don't. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh my god! You're cute. Shut up. Keep talking. <laughs> Well, thanks. That's my that. derisive, cute look. Oh, okay. 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 The second one, and this one's kind of boring, is Jim and Pam kiss two times on Casino Night, not yeah, just one. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. They wound up together. Nobody cares how many times. Yeah, they it's, I, like yeah. I'm not even really going to go into that one, but it basically the season ender of uh, season. What was it? Season two. I don't. I don't know. Um, nerd. Office nerd. Yes, it says that was the season finale of two. Of two, yeah. And it really boils down to – so you see the kiss in the season finale and then in se- the season three opener, there's a flashback but it's a different camera angle. Yeah, and it looks like a different kiss. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like who cares? If they already kissed once, who cares if they kissed twice? It's not really – like that one's kind of lame. Well, yeah, that gets, that's like well, – like what's your definition of a kiss? Is it just like – like I mean people tend to kiss multiple times when they're kissing. Right. It's a thing. Yeah. In and know. out and in and out and in and out. Is, is that how people kiss? I don't that's, know. I don't kiss. That's the, <laughs> I don't kiss. Nobody the, likes me. The I don't creepiest know. goddamn look on your face when you were saying that, just for the record. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> how about this? <laughs> that's better. Um, okay, so this one, I love this one, and I this has to be – it makes so much sense to me. Uh, Michael has serious dad issues, and that's why he hates Toby, who's a divorced dad. Like he takes out all of the shit that he couldn't take out on his um right on his dad on Toby. So it's not just a fun police thing. It's that Toby represents everything he hates about yes. parentage. Yes. Okay. And because I he was never that. able to express any of that angst um or anything towards his dad, he's doing it toward Toby. And it makes a lot of sense when, especially yeah, when you look at guy. Michael as yeah. like being the child. Like he seems extremely childish. Well, he is a ch- he is he's a emo- child. Yeah, yeah. He's, so he's emotionally uh, stilted. Stunted. Yeah, very so much so. That this theory, and if you look at it like that, makes a lot of sense. I and can see that. It cracks me up too. I don't feel that there's enough like like background data for it, but as a standalone theory, it makes sense. Yeah, and all again, all of these are just theories. None of this is confirmed, but it's the office, and we wanted to talk about it, so we're doing it. If you want to talk about weird confirmed stories, remind me at the end because I – and I said stories. I did not say stories. <laughs> but I got one that is really weird. You're but. lucky this isn't shot of history because that would have been an indictment. Yeah. But – Whatever. Now it's just a desagulation of itself. <laughs> so uh, the next theory, which I don't agree with, but I think I might be in the minority in this room, is that Toby is the Scranton Strangler. I love the idea. I don't think it is has any bearing at all. But just the fact that there's a possibility of it lends so much to like – because Toby, Toby is basically a, a shit-upon individual, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, his boss treats him like crap. His he's in a in an unfortunate marriage. He's not fond of. His well, he's crush, not married. He's divorced. Well, he was for a while, but yes, you're right. That that, that did not go well for him. His crush. Thinks he's cute, but never even knew he was interested in her, which could have led to another story. Toby's just like this. There's just a a general sense of the of the idea that. Things could go a lot better for him, and they just will not. So the idea that maybe he gets a little off kilter is amusing. I don't think there's any credence to it that it goes that far, yeah. but it's amusing. Yeah, I, in like in 
like how would he get selected to be on the jury and everything too? So it's like it's just too many coincidences. If he was actually the strangler, I don't know. There's dude, somebody took a lot of time. Oh, and, the whole and, theory and is read so out, wrote long. out. You've got you know the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight different instances in different episodes. Yeah, where there's you know at least anecdotal evidence. Yeah, most other characters don't it's, even it's do really eight things article. in any episodes except for Stanley being like, "Did I stutter?" <laughs> um, I mean, yes, yeah, so there there are things that if you look at some episodes, but I'm from a certain point of view, right? Is yes, he, is he this grand strangler? I don't know. I don't well, think that he is. Well, he didn't believe that the guy who did it did it. Okay, but why would he say that out loud, though? If he was actually the strangler, why would he want to get the guy who took his place in jail out of jail so they would look for the fucking strangler Okay, again? do you not read Wikipedia articles when you can't sleep? Serial killers want to be known. They want, you know, they... W- no, they don't all and, want to be and known. And often That's inter- interject actually themselves not- into the investigation. They, yes. Interjecting themselves into the in- investigation is correct, but they don't want to get caught. True. Most of them don't want to get caught. Oh my god! They want to be able to stay out so they can. Keep you know what I killing. want to do right now is watch the first six seasons of Criminal Minds and just shut it off after that. I'm just saying. Anyway, so I don't, anyway. and that's why. So that's I don't believe that this theory is true. No, but it's funny. It's 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 feasible because he is kind of a creeper and he's weird and you know awkward. But yeah, I don't believe I'm it. So the next theory yeah. is uh, Roy cheated on Pam with Angela. No, there was probably some kind of an like Angela definitely has some kind of attraction to him because there are several times where she says it. It's very clear and yeah, obvious. I'll get that. And like, you know, Roy said, you know, that he would bang, you know, the blonde girl from the office. Like, so clearly they have a mutual attraction, but like, I don't think they, they would never have acted on it. Angela, At least not Angela. Angela is so we're going to we're going to use the term straight laced that the only person I honestly think she – the only time she ever cheated was with the person she should have been with all along. Not that that's a good excuse, but the point was her and Dwight should always have been together and that was who she cheated with. Yeah, but I mean he killed her cat. Well, yeah, and she also has 80 cats, so I mean suck it up. Um, it's just one. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could be with somebody who killed my cat. I could totally. I, I you couldn't, it. but Angela could. Eventually, she got over it. Clearly, but I'm with a <laughs> senator. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next theory is everyone in the office wants to be famous, and yes, while the show does get exponentially more. It seems like people are a little bit more attention seeking. I think that they did that because once Michael left the office, they were trying to keep the peop- the viewers interested in the show without him right. still on it. So I think that's why things are, got more extreme and a little bit more crazy. Are you talking like as a meta show, like as the documentary, or are you talking within the show itself? Within the show itself, okay. not the documentary. I think that um, – you know the the writers of the show were trying to keep people's attention and trying to keep because it did interested. get kind of weird. Yeah, I mean a lot. You know things. There's like the whole like Stanley doing like the shove it up your butt thing. Like it's <laughs> so not Stanley. I know, and like like Andy gets like just weird, weirder and weirder and weirder. But he he was like when he first started on the show, he was just like an angry asshole. But then he goes to anger management, yeah. and that's where you see the shift in his character. It's kind of you still see a little bit of old Andy there, but it's like I can see why he changed because he did that whole anger management thing. Well, and that too, and like Kelly is like pretty much quiet for two years until they decide it would be funny if she wasn't. Right. So, I mean, I kind of get that. I mean, like, it's hard to really pin it down because, I mean, as a mockumentary, it doesn't start really coming into its own until the very last seasons where they start having, like, Brian from behind the scenes, like, as part of the show where they bring in some of the the crew members. Mm -hmm. But as the show itself, just as TV... Yeah, it does get weirder, and that's pro- probably because Michael Michael's the, the the main bridge from the original British show. Like the idea is, let's have a shitty off, let's have a shitty uh, boss, and just film stuff that happens. Right, he's the character. He's based off, you know, his character is based off of um, 
God, I'm Andy Gervais. Fun. Yeah, Andy. Ricky. Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. I was still. Th- right? I was still thinking of Andy. My bad. No, I know we were but just like, talking. About but it. like a lot of the other characters are based on other characters. But the main thing is is it that the boss is just this inconsiderate dove who has no social skills whatsoever. Right. So removing him from the show, and also remember, The Office originally was just a two season show. Mm-hmm. The fact that they decided we're going to keep it going. And then try and keep it going once the boss is removed. I mean, that kind of took balls. I mean, well, it took good ratings. The ratings but, were really, really good at the time yeah. still. So they said, they're like, okay, well, let's keep this going. And it may, I'm glad that they did because a lot of people don't like the episodes after he left. I really liked them. Yeah, I honestly think they're, they're, they're strong writing. Now, they're not all right. great, but over the entire course of the series, not every episode's great, but they made some really funny decisions. Right. Um, the whole arc where they're picking the new boss is amazing just because they make so many ridiculous cameos. Yeah. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. He was one of my favorites because he's like, I have a three-step I have a three-step uh, And he won't system. tell them. He won't well, tell them well, what it they is. they ask him and he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, you're going to hire yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> Will Arnett was amazing. Uh, and I mean, the whole Will Ferrell thing, like he – Apparently, the idea was he gets a coma and is gone. He wanted to come back and babble incoherently. Like, that was his decision. I'm like, okay, we'll shoot it because you're Will Ferrell. And and I mean, it was probably like in any other show that would have been incredibly disturbing to watch, but he made it hilarious. Yeah, no. And well, this kind of bleeds into the next theory that, you know, Michael Scott intentionally plays the fool. Again, I don't really believe this. Yeah. He, he, there's no way because he does too many things over the course of the series where he uh, proves how emotionally stunted he is and yeah. he acts like a child. That's not entertaining to other people. Nobody finds it entertaining. Everybody gets angry at him. So he wouldn't why have would he... shown the, the show where he was on as a kid. Oh, yeah. He yeah. would not have shown Fundle that to bundle. people. Yeah, Fundle Bundle. He would not have shown that to people <laughs> if he was, ever. if he thought it was a good idea. Because immediately, like, like that, that's one moment where he recognizes that he's actually fucked up. And because he's watching it and he's like, I would just shake my head now for those of you who can't see it. <laughs> That that is one of the few moments of self-clarity he actually has where he's actually like, no, this is not good. Yeah, and it's not until he meets Holly and takes Jim's advice on how to like talk to her as like get to know her as a person. Holly's the one that helps change him into not such a And they are going to have like the dumbest kids, but good for them. Their kids will be filled with love. They'll just be stupid as hell. (sighs) Whatever. So that theory I don't agree with at all. Yeah, no, that's poop. Um, uh, <laughs> this one's kind of fun. Kevin is a maniacal genius who manipulates the office out of boredom. And I could totally see that. It's probably not true, but I want to believe it because I love Kevin. <laughs> like I, I would watch a web series that was just about that. Like everything shot from the same angles, but him also like, like making like side notes afterward. Well, so and there's a cuz there are a couple of these articles out there and, and there's a there's a corollary to this article that basically says um Kevin spends the entire series embezzling money. And that because nobody like he makes references like cuz like he always plays kind of a buffoonish character. He's a genius when it comes to pie. Well, yes. and, but then like <laughs> he lets it slip at some point in time about uh, in one of the episodes about like you know uh, something you know he was getting investigated for insider trading at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he, he doesn't he count cards too. Yeah, yeah, he counts yeah. cards. So it's it's an interesting theory. He you may be a stuff. genius. He just does not want anyone to know about. Oh that. my god, I the my my favorite Kevin moment. Anytime he wears a wig. No, no, no. The, the well, the other than the Kleenex box shoes. That was amazing. But my favorite Kevin oh. moment is when he they, – they they show him walking into the office with a big pot of chili and he's talking over and he's like, this is oh, – oh, they're like – this. he's like, this is the one thing I do really, really good. I stayed up all night pressing the tomatoes, pressing the garlic. Like he goes through like this whole thing about how, you know, how proud he is of this chili and he just dumps the – whole thing all over the floor and this poor guy's trying to scoop it back in off the carpet and it's like it's hilarious but I feel so bad for him right. because he's talking about how like it's the one thing he's really proud of that he does. That is one thing that the oh, office does really really well is it, it it builds up insecurities as humorous and then slams it at you to make you feel bad about the fact that you laughed at it. 
Yeah, I mean, which is really smart comedy. I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, this there's a reason why people don't want to watch Scott's Tots. Yeah, because that episode is so hard to watch. No, it's 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 a lot of cringe humor. But like, yeah. we just talked about Angela. The whole thing is like, oh, ha ha ha. She has like a million cats. She's a weirdo. Ha ha ha. Dwight kills one in the freezer, and then all of a sudden it gets real. <laughs> and then you're like, this is hard to watch. Uh, so the next theory is Stanley and Phyllis had an affair before the show started. And not I- buying it. Don't care. I mean, yeah, we know that Stanley has affairs, but I mean, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but whatever. Because <laughs> like, there's a lot of them, and he doesn't even cover it up. Okay, that that wasn't a good excuse. Yeah, no, so. I'm I'm reading through the the little blurb here, and th- th- it really doesn't. There really isn't anything to substantiate it other than the fact that she sometimes talks about sex and being sexual and that he cheats on his wife. Phyllis so is a very sexual woman. We you interrupted that. me. Yeah, Disagulation. Disagulation. We, but we do hear that a lot. Again, bringing it back to the time she's literally in the office masturbating to Fifty Shades of Grey while everyone else is just like, you. Yeah. I mean, that's – but again – that's different than having sex with another man. Completely different. So, I mean, I'm not saying you should masturbate at your place of business. I'm and just I'm saying. saying you should, but I agree with you. That's completely <laughs> different. Uh, so anyway, I, I I don't really – we're just going to skip over yeah. that one. There's not really much to say there. Uh, Jim had an affair and the producers helped him cover it up. No, Jim is like the most standby guy ever. Okay, the last couple of seasons when they were having their issues, I don't think it was because he he cheated on her, but there was a lot going on. There's a lot of deception on his part. Yeah, he kind of didn't tell her things he should have. He kind of fucked her over. Yeah. And that strained their relationship. Neither one of them, I don't think, you know, neither one of them cheated. Yeah, she talked to that one producer dude, but, like, she just talked to him as a friend. Right. It wasn't, nothing else happened, even though, like, that one time she went to go visit him at his house, it seemed like he wanted something to happen. Yeah, well, no, he was, he clearly liked her, just, but it wasn't, it wasn't mutual. She thought, saw him as a friend, I think. Right, and part of the theory is, is that presumably he would know if Jim is cheating, and that is the, um, and maybe that's the reason why Pam's so upset, so maybe he thinks it's okay to make a pass at her in oh. that one scene. But there's no evidence to support. And one of the other things that they mentioned is like because at uh, at one point, uh, Nellie, the one day her and Nellie are hanging out and it's the day that Jim tells her about the uh, the sports marketing yeah. company. Nellie's like, oh, he's is, he's cheating on you? Like she brings it up because Nelly's she's been cheated on. Though. Well, no, but she's been cheated on. Yeah. So I think she brought it up because of her own experience. And so they're saying they never mentioned it again. It's like, yeah, because that wasn't the thing that he was hiding from her. And it built up. You know what I mean? No, like, no. And, and it they, doesn't make any sense. I don't think that Jim – I don't think that Jim ever – Jim never did anything to piss her off intentionally. Jim thought the whole sports idea was going to be a good move for their relationship. His mistake was not talking to her about it first. He wasn't trying to be a dick. He was a dick because he didn't tell her before he made the decision. Right. And well, this is the only part that gives any – well, there's there's two things actually on this that – Welcome that to the can, office cast. <laughs> There was during the Q and A um, on the last episode where they like you know they have everybody come back and um, uh, Pam gets asked like why she didn't trust Jim. She starts to answer, but like Jim kind of like stops her from talking and you know basically says you know he do- he doesn't really give anything away, but he's like it was my fault. You know he admits it was his fault. So maybe there is something that's being covered up again. I still think it just has to do with his deception over the business, but that that makes it. In no. the end, they were like, they We've been as talking far, about the office for like twenty minutes. Yeah, Holy we should. As a, I as love a, the office, so it's no. like okay. Oh, let's, let's talk about about Parks and Recs next. Well, no, 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 because I want to get to I want to get to our next stuff. We're going to be talking about toxic fandoms after. Oh yeah, this, yeah, so, okay, um, okay. Then I won't talk about this because clearly he never cheated on her. It's interesting, but it never happened. He just made us some douchey decisions. Okay, the next theory is the office is written by Jim Helper, which I mean. It still doesn't make any sense. It's a documentary, so why would it be written by him? Right. So I mean, for the most part, he he kind of comes off as like the main character, but he also does enough douchey stuff that if he was really like like there's a whole episode where like they make him watch all the pranks he did to Dwight, and he's like, well, when you kind of see them all in a row, it it doesn't seem that funny, right? Like if he if he wanted it to be about him, I don't think he would have made those decisions. 
Okay, well, we're going to just skip right over that one. Uh, next one is Stanley is in purgatory. And that one I choose to believe. <laughs> I this choose is actually to a good, believe this yeah. one. <laughs> Um, he has if, if anybody who's watched the show, they know that you know he has a heart attack, and it's during that's the he has the heart attack during the fake fire alarm. Yep. Um, you know that <laughs> Dwight set up because he's <laughs> he's insane. Uh, so he has a heart attack, and he comes back to the office. But they're saying basically that, um, like when he had this heart attack, like he died right. and that everything you see him in it, like his, he's in purgatory because he cheated on his wife and he wasn't a good okay. person. So, so like the rest see, of the show is him in purgatory. Yeah. Like that's his afterlife because, well, and that gets into, you know, it gets into like why one of the earlier theories was, you know, about how, you know, why the characters are such exaggerated versions of themselves. Yep. That ties together. I can buy right? that. Like, I can buy that. There's I, synergy. I have a similar theory about Baby Driver, but I don't want to talk about it. Well, okay, because I've never seen it, so we're not talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so we're not going to. <laughs> Shut Apparently. down. I mean, I have theories about Mini Driver, but. <laughs> Where has she been? Nah, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, okay, so okay, yeah, that pull was... the camera back. Pull the camera back. Okay, now you're in frame. Oh, Family guy, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Uh, but I choose to believe that that Stanley definitely is in purgatory, and again, it does it does work with that other uh-huh. theory, you know, because be, everybody's getting kind of more exaggerated and over the top, and, and he is uh, constantly offered sweets that he can't have because <laughs> he's got diabetes. diabetes. All right, so that is it for our uh, little discussion that went little. longer. I thought it was going to be kind of quick, but. We're we're both talkers. We're on we Ranker. Office, so yeah, I love the of, office. It's amazing. So now I can. I feel like Dave loves the office. He didn't really say he does, but he knew enough that I feel that he loves it. Yeah. What about loves? I, I can't remember when I stopped watching, but I stopped watching at some point. That's okay, Dave. We can watch the rest of it. Yeah, we can watch the rest of it. <laughs> Ellie Kemper <laughs> is amazing. Aaron is like the such a weirdo, and um, her show by herself, Kimmy Gibbler. Um, I'm just kidding. The, un- the unbreakable. Kenny Schmidt. Yeah. Or just unbreak. She is Kimmy just Schmidt. so weird. I love it. So weird in everything. Titus she does. is my favorite. Well, Titus is, he's the, he is, dealer. he is literally amazing, but like that's, that's probably a conversation for another, uh, day, but yeah. So now, it's great. um, because of, you know, we just heard that they are putting, uh, a kibosh on, uh, a, a spit like a sequel or a, no, not the, a sequel the, movie. There's the, a the spinoff standalone Star Wars movie. It's about individual characters. Yeah, because of the solo movie not performing up to what they thought it was going to be. I don't know the exact numbers. Well, and it's and it's funny because you there are two different things that came out. You've got the one story off uh, the Sci Fi Channel's website that basically said, yeah, you know, Disney says everything's on hold, yada yada, and then you have. Because it, because I put that out there as you know, okay, I hope you're happy, butthurt fanboys. This is what you get, right? Um, and then like four different people shot me links to the to Disney's quote unquote um, shoot down of that, but then Disney's quote unquote shoot down of that didn't actually include any denials whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, of course, (laughs) I'm a little confused about the whole thing anyway, because basically from beginning to end until until Disney decided to do their version of episodes uh, seven through nine, which were originally written in the uh, expanded universe and then discarded. The entire thing is basically the Skywalker legacy. Right. But they're like, no, maybe not. And they did something a little bit different. There's still a lot of Skywalker crap. But I was like, I was really upset because I'm like, I do not need to see three more movies that are basically, um, you know, jerking off to Anakin Skywalker. Yet they still were because of Kylo Ren and his love of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> but, but, but they did these movies and I'm like, okay, we're building to a conclusion. We, 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 we've actually legitimately shown that, uh, once you have a huge power system in place and it crumbles, you're going to have after effects. Of course. I mean, and they did that. They did yeah. that. And that's what the original in book version six or nine was about. But now they've said, oh, yeah, we're going to finish this and then we're going to make another trilogy. And I'm like, seriously? They're not. Uh, yes. What, what are you, you going to do? They're going to con- do. They're going to continue it because, first of all, I mean, these movies make a shit ton of money. Well, yeah, no, they're, Disney is going to make Star Wars forever. For 
billion mm-hmm. dollars yeah. to That's George what Lucas. I'm saying. Okay. So yeah, clearly, I mean, Disney wants to milk this until the end of time, which they They're going to milk do. it like a boob monster on a faraway planet. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Yay, but, boob monster. But the thing is, it's like the side movies, like we've only had a couple and – I mean, I get some of the criticism, but I, but there's criticism about all the movies. Okay, okay. Well, let's be clear. So Rogue One was nothing more. That was the only reason that movie was made was to shut people like me up that for like decades have been going, who leaves a hole in the Death Star? Right. Okay. Yeah. Rogue One did that. And it also explained how they had uh, hyperspace tracking in episode eight. It, that was it. That was all it did. It didn't – it only – because we actually talked – we talked about that on one of these shows. Unless you were paying attention when she was flipping through the plans to find it, you're not going to have noticed that. No, but that is what fans are supposed to notice and they didn't and they cried about it. No, that's what the butthurt fanboys are are looking for. And for people like me who aren't like privy to the entire expanded universe, I know enough about Star Wars, but there's – I haven't read the books. I haven't read the comics. Darth Maul's a spider. Well, there's a lot that I don't know. But I found Rogue One to be very entertaining. I knew going in exactly what it was. It was a fun movie. I knew everyone was going to fucking die. Yeah, it was episode 3.9. Yeah, you knew it was going to – if you didn't know it was going to happen, you got fucking butthurt about it. You're dumb and sorry. It was was the same as when I played Force Unleashed, which is no longer canon, but was canon at the time, was basically episode, I think, four and a half and had Jimmy Smith in it. Yeah. Jimmy Smith. His whole planet got (laughs) destroyed and he's like, I'm Jimmy Smith. I'm going to do this this tiny role. But it was a great – Freaking game, and yeah, you got was to a great game. you got to see a little bit of Darth Vader at his badassness, which you did get to see in Rogue One. But you also got to kick Darth Vader's ass, which was also fun. Okay, well, I want to like kind of bring it back around to like what we were actually starting to get into with the toxic fandom. Oh yeah, yeah. So no. these movies, I mean, they're Pickle iconic. Rip. People are always going to go see Star Wars movies, but now in the fucking age of the internet, where everybody has a fucking voice, and sometimes they really shouldn't, right? Um, people are committing these like horrible like online bullying like atrocities toward these people that are in these movies and for whatever purpose oh another movie with a woman in it oh like you know whatever the reason is oh my god okay, John so- Boyega was black oh my god there was a woman in this other one let's just yeah. like boycott the fandom go ahead boycott it no yeah. so I mean like this this latest rash let's be clear it's because butthurt fanboys who I'm convinced are the assholes that identify as incels those involuntarily <laughs> yeah, celeb- celibate dipshits um, are mad because the phrase I keep I keep seeing over and over and over again is forced feminism yeah oh, oh I hate that I oh. fucking hate because that. there are strong female characters in seven and eight. Um, hello, was Leia not a strong female let's, character? Let's point that out. Let's be clear on or that. Or Mon Mothma or yeah. whatever. It, yeah. yeah Leia, there are several. Leia, while wearing a bikini as a sexual fetish object, choke slammed to death. Boom. Job of the goddamn hot. Boom. Right. Okay, that is both sides of the coin She's all a boss at once. Bitch. That was amazing. Love you, exactly. Carrie Fisher. So <laughs> they decided to go ahead and boycott solo. <laughs> I don't think he farted loud enough for that for that particular Dumb. point. But and, so. and and here's the thing. So like, and we've we've talked about this on our show. We've t- I've I've gotten into numerous arguments about this on Facebook with butthurt fanboy friends <laughs> fans um, who as a look you are you've here's why you're screwing yourself because you don't like what's going on. You didn't like seven and eight. Whatever for whatever reason you can be a dipshit for whatever reason you want to be a dipshit. That's fine. Um, but solo is not that. Like Solo is the closest thing you're going to see to episode four where it's literally a spaghetti western set in space and it's just a shit ton of fun. <laughs> who yeah, who you basically... wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't like that? That sounds amazing even if it wasn't a Star Wars movie. Right. Like just because it has Star Wars on it, yeah. does that all of a sudden yeah. mean it has to fit into a certain people, box? People boycotted it on principles that were irrelevant to begin with but had no nothing to do with the actual movie well, itself. Well, exactly. So right. you've you've said I'm not going to and I said look so here's why you're screwing yourselves because now what's going to happen and this is like I, these this is before it even came out because these conversations were going oh I'm going to boycott or I'm not going to see it. Well, you're going to screw yourself because that's just going to show them, okay, well the standalones aren't commercially viable at the box office. Yep. So guess what we're going to make? More of the trilogy movies that you hate. Yeah. And what's happening? 
that. Exactly. <laughs> the VV Knox trilogy has been announced. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's going to be about. I don't give a shit. Maybe, oh my God, maybe it'll be about, um, we talked about this before, the expanded universe. It's like weirdos from another galaxy that are like the organic Borg. Yep. I can't remember the damn name. Eugene Vong. Yes. <laughs> They'll never do that. I want them to do that. If they did that, I would have a Star Wars boner. And I don't get <laughs> bonus for Star Wars. Like, I like Star Wars, but it's not my go-to. Yeah, but you know a lot about it. You, I do know a lot, and, and you... I played a lot of the. Honestly, like for a very long period of time, the video games were better than anything else they were putting out, and I, I played agree. those games like obsessively, like Rogue Squadron, um, Episode One Racer, The Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed they were was amazing, um, and then they have like the MMO now. The you yeah, know. well, I mean, it's it's kind of dying down, but it's still a great game, and it's a great WoW light. Like, oh, I was playing the old Atari. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back on the arcade machine the other day. Yeah. Yeah. I had both of those. Even more reason to come up to my work to pick up your jeans because we have a, a Raspberry Pi system that has a ton of emulated games at the bar. You I have a computer. There. I don't need that, but I would play but it you, just for fun. Right. I would. And I would. if you were up there getting your pants anyway, you could just play it I for do free need my on pants. an arcade system. The pants that I have right now are too tight. I do need pants. We didn't <laughs> talk about that, so that was weird. But yes. For the listeners, I left my <laughs> pants cares. at Stephanie's house when I changed into my shorts, and the only pants I have for work are way too tight. They're only one size smaller, but I understand. It's enough. It's, it's enough where you uh, feel it. <laughs> it's enough. But it's enough to be uncomfortable. But like, like, okay, here's the thing. Okay, I don't need to see two and a half hours of uh, Boba Fett. You know, face slamming into the side of a yacht and falling <laughs> no. into a sarlacc. I need to see that. I'm but, ready for that. But if they make a movie about him that's actually he's actually a badass, I would be I would be happy to see that. Now well, we so talked th- about this. He's not a badass. He fucks up every chance he gets. Well, but I would be happy you. to see only the movie where he's you. cool. There's a GIF. It's 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 like basically everything. Because Dave it's, has like the same look it, on his face. It's not everything it's, he does, but basically no. all, all does. the times that he's done something that sucks. Were, were fucked up. He's it's awful all in at one his GIF. Job. It's actually really well, funny. Yeah, I mean, he, so he screwed up. I mean, he, he doesn't have a whole shit ton of screen time he to gets begin hit, with. Right. Face plants into the side of Jabba the Hutt's yacht. Right. Then just rolls down a hill into a sarlacc and dies. Except he didn't die. I mean, yeah. he but seems whatever. to have handled the whole Cloud City thing okay, and he tracked Han from the Star Destroyer when nobody else Well, yeah, else did. And, and like his and dad's genes are like the clone army, gene. whatever. Just, yeah, just saying. Just saying. Mandalorians. 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 Um, so yes, butthurt fanboys. And it's not happening just with Star Wars. It's happened with a lot of other movies. We've talked about it on the show before. Um, Leslie Jones, Ghostbusters, I talked about that yep. when that was occurring. And basically what's happening is it's it's causing these actors and actresses to shut down their social media because they're being bombarded by, you know, like threats and like just shitty hate. bullying. Just lots of over hate. Over a fucking movie that they're in. Hmm. It, it's a serious problem. The fact that, you know, it, it's really – this is what really fucking gets me. People have enough power to bully actors and actresses into shutting down their social media and, like, changing their whole lifestyle. But we can't fucking do anything to change the presidency. It kills me. Right. You know what I mean? It's like when people really want something done, we get it done, right, apparently? I mean, unfortunately, yeah, only when it assholes, comes to uh, but I feel like we care more about Star Wars than we do about who's president. Uh, uh, I mean, apparently, it just it it cracks. It, it actually doesn't crack me up. It makes me fucking sad. And well, like you're spending all your t- all your time being negative toward actors and actresses. Find the find a cause that's actually good and you, worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use your power for good, not evil, man. Well, here's here's the thing about that <laughs> is that every fandom, it's basically just groups of people that really associate with something they like. Right. And while in the extreme sense it gets to the kind of, you know, get a life, in the in in the shorter sense, it's just like you really like something and that's great. You really like something. You associate with it because it, it has meaning to you. And we've talked about that over the years. Music, movies, books, like right. everything has a fandom. Mm-hmm. Toxic fandom comes about where where you feel that something is so important to you that you feel you have ownership over it, and, that's and then the you feel that you need to make decisions about it. And and are, are you listening, Randy? It's Detroit enough. Shut up. Oh, oh my god. So real quick aside, when aside. me and Randy were talking earlier, but aside, um, 
I didn't cut you off. Well, I had more to say, but anyway, I didn't continue. cut you off. So anyway, uh, Randy was in here earlier. We were talking, and he's like, "I was saying, oh yeah, we're you know trying to figure out what we're going to talk about on the show today." He's like, "You should talk about you know you should explain to to Dave about why like what part of Detroit is called Detroit or like downtown Detroit or whatever." I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but I laughed my ass off because I saw that uh-huh. little whole that the whole little oh, thing I'm, on Facebook. Oh, I'm sure I'll, I'll be filleting him alive on Monday night. <laughs> Ah, oh, I might have to tune in to that one live. That'll be Do interesting. Uh, but anyway, so okay. go ahead. So part of the reason toxic fandom became a phrase and where we started really paying attention to it was with Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty had one episode, one episode, where they talked about the McDonald's Mulan teriyaki Szechuan sauce from back when Mulan came out like a million years ago, which first of all is already bullshit because teriyaki is Japanese and Szechuan and Mulan is Chinese. So it doesn't even make any it sense. It was a jumbled nonsense anyway. Yeah. yeah. But but they talked about it and all of a sudden these fans get in like this, this furious like mouth foaming uproar and McDonald's brings it back for one day and then gets slammed because there wasn't enough of it. And all of a sudden you have these, these butthurt – yeah, I'm going to say it, incels, in their basement with their Dorito beards. I mean, you're, Dorito not, beards? you're not supposed to make fun <laughs> of these people. You're supposed to try and understand them. But Dorito beards in their basement, foaming at the mouth because McDonald's did not offer enough of their of their nonsensical sauce <laughs> after they had no reason to bring it back except a, a TV show. Except for that they wanted talked to make money. About it. McDonald's wanted yeah, to make money. Right. That's and why they brought it back. Let's be honest. And these people freaked out about it and bombarded social media and made it into this huge issue and, and started throwing down every ism they could for why they weren't happy with it that if you say – sorry. If you say you're a Rick and Morty fan on the internet – you get three responses, and the first two are the nicest ones. I'm not, but that's okay that you are. Two, oh, I like that. Let's talk about it. Or three, you're a piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think that happens with a lot of things. Though. It does. It's not just Rick and Morty, but I understand but, but, what you're but saying. That, that, that was what brought toxic fandom into like the, the front piece, but it's been there. It's always been I was going to say, I don't know if that's... Dude, I mean that's been like toxic fandom's been around. I mean that's been a thing for a long, long time. And you look like like if you're like if you're a girl that likes sports, like dudes. Okay, so like two dudes sitting in a bar, hey, hockey game's on. Yeah, let's sit around and talk about it. Da da da. da. Some girl comes up and sits down at the bar and like wants to dive in talking about hockey. You will see at least one, if not both, of those dudes. Oh yeah, well, you know who had the most goals in 1942 for the like? Prove you're a fan. Hey, lady, shut your fucking mouth. You don't know shit. No, so like, and that's like that's the that's the other like that's the fourth reaction that you tend to see with that shit is prove you're a fan. Like yeah, like let me test you. Like if you if you don't know what I know, you're not a fan, right? And that that especially is true with like stuff like Star Wars, where there's so much knowledge that people get really upset about. Like, oh, if you don't know the minute of this, then you're not a real fan. So go go shut your shut your fucking yap. In reality, people just should be able to like what they like, and nobody should bug them about it. And people should be able to not like what they like, and nobody yeah. should bug them about it. There shouldn't be. If you thought New Hope was a great movie, Thanks. and that's it, you you paused. If you thought New Hope was a great movie and you're happy with that, you're a Star Wars fan. Good for you. Some other guy doesn't have the right to call you a piece of shit because you didn't like the other 80 million things. Please continue, Stephanie. I got a discadulation because I did interrupt you. I'm good. Uh, I think we're done with this conversation. Oh, we're done. We're done. I interrupted so hard that we're done. Yeah. Um, actually, I want to go through. Um, we are only doing a one hour show today because I am getting I've gotten really bad at uh, <laughs> booking guests because I'm doing it. And then I'm I'm working and I'm working on my comics and and I have other podcasts and other things going on in my life so I've been really shitty at it. But Long we cast. are booked through uh, the end of September. So on some upcoming shows, uh, we have uh, Joseph Dewis coming on the show. We have oh let me hold on I got my calendar here. 
Uh, we have t- actually we have a double interview show coming on August 4th. I have oh, uh, Kelly Frazier and Tom Hutchinson. So it's going to be one hour with Kelly and one hour with Tom. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the month of October, sorry, October. I'm like way ahead of myself. August, that's going to be the only show we're recording because I have um, every weekend I have something going on. I'm also getting a head act uh, in me. So, so yeah, that. there you go. Yep. So we won't be back until September 1st, which then we'll have David Hayes on of Source Point Press fame. Uh, we did uh, UFO, The Otis Files. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave and I did that with uh, David Hayes. So that's going to be a lot of fun catching up with him. Yeah, he's amazing, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, on the 15th, I have uh, Russell, and I'm so bad at pronouncing last names. And I'm going to screw it up. And Let me look like at the it. He's nicest dude. Um, it's N-O-H-E-L-T-Y. Nolte? Noelty, it's probably it. Yeah. Um, he's super nice. Uh, he's a fantastic writer, super cool dude. He's always willing to help out other indie creators. So he's going to be on on the 15th, and I will make sure that I get the pronunciation right when he shows up. So we are fully booked through um, the end of September. So cool. just so you know, like this is the only show you're going to get for a while that's only one hour. <laughs> so I apologize, but again, you know, life shit. So that was a good hour, though. It, it, we talked about some solid stuff. And actually, yeah, it's did. a little less than an hour, but you know what? I'm not going to sweat it. I mean, I can talk about toxic fandoms and how they relate to K-pop, but uh, Stephanie told me not to, I already so I watched that shit before the yes. episode, but of course he had to bring it up. Oh, no, I did because it's funny. It's funny that I bring it up. But yeah, she said no, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so I think we should turn the mics off before you kill him so we can't get subpoenaed. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back in two weeks. Um, and uh, Joseph Dewis will be with us, and he has a Kickstarter coming out for um, a comic, and we're going to discuss that. Uh, it actually kind of looks cool. Um, the cover has a creepy-looking pumpkin on it, so I'm uh, getting ready to, to check it out. I love pumpkins. Creepy pumpkins, right? They're even better than regular pumpkins. <laughs> I probably, I'll probably have Randy run that one for you because I'll still be in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Please have Randy. I love. Yeah. yeah if anybody's gonna, repl- I mean, I, I love don't even Jeff. know who Randy don't get is. Me wrong, but Brandy, like Brandy, he, Randy, whatever. Know, you know who Randy? Shut is. up, Randy. <laughs> Randy. Yeah, definitely have Randy. That'd be great. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, uh, we'll be back with you know we have a full lineup of shows with some really really uh, great and talented creators from across the country. Some will be in studio, some will not be in studio because they live in like California and other cool places, and we're in Michigan. Yeah, we'll try and get good reception. I think that that's the promise that we'll make. Oh, uh, it'll be it'll be fine. It'll we'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be we amazing. Have, this is a professional studio. It's we professional. Professional. <laughs> we have the technology. We can make it better. Exactly. So thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with more Waystation. Um, and until then, keep it indie. Welcome to the Waystation. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Waystation encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay. And please come again. You're listening to the Way Station Podcast with Megan and Stephanie.